capital SIG at ISB. Uh, the human capital SIG is a special interest group within ISB that fosters learning and development for the HR community. And our special thanks to Hima, Parul, Himanshu, and Subham and the Office of Alumni Engagement for enabling this webinar to happen. Uh, today's webinar will be facilitated by Shraddha Patel and myself, uh, R. Ramkumar. Uh, Shraddha and I are very passionate about integral development of human beings. Uh, we've been working with children, parents, and teachers via different programs like Beyond Schooling, Parenting with Depth, Integral Education, and Coaching with Depth. And to do, in today's webinar, our endeavor is to share with you, uh, you know, whatever experiences we have gained and whatever learnings we have on working with ourselves, our own children, and with different parents on parenting with depth. Uh, at the outset, we request you to please uh, close your eyes for a couple of minutes. Now, you may have come to this webinar with various thoughts lingering inside you about those related to parenting or related to something else. Let them float away. Take a few deep breaths. Center yourself in the present moment. And if, as you keep your eyes closed and as you are focusing in the present moment, we now invite you Reflect on your parenting journey. Become conscious of what you would like your parenting life to look like. What is going well so far in the parenting journey that you want to do more of? And what are some things that you would like to change? And whatever comes up right now, just focus on where is it coming from. If it is coming from your past conditioning or how you were parented yourself or by looking at what other parents are doing to their children, then let those float away. Let those go away. There may also be some that are coming from your own source deep within that you deeply resonate with or some fresh aspirations that are getting generated within you as we are doing this right now. Or maybe nothing at all, it all doesn't matter. <laughs> so we just open and let the parenting energy brew within us. So whenever you are ready, uh, I invite you to please open your eyes. So Shraddha and I uh, looked at all the questions we have received. I mean, it's more than 300, 350 questions. Uh, we looked at all the questions we received from the participants and also some important topics which uh, you know we wanted to touch upon ourselves. So the way we have structured this whole webinar uh, is in terms of trying to weave a story, taking all of those into consideration uh, so that it also addresses a lot of the questions we got. Uh, a slight disclaimer, there's a possibility that the initial parts of the presentation may feel a bit abstract to some of you. Uh, please be with us and we are sure there will be an integration of all the learnings as we progress through the webinar. And at any point in time, in case you want to communicate to us, share your thoughts or feelings, please feel free to use the chat box and uh, you, know, you can communicate to us.
So great, Ram. Uh, with this, let's just dive into the questions now. Uh, and weave what we intend to weave in this uh, one hour, right? Uh, yeah. Let's start from a broader perspective and then go into specifics. Uh, so, you know, there is this whole thing of parenting happening uh, right now, right? And yeah. it's taken up probably in the past uh, decade or last five years and now even more. Uh, yeah. So getting there, you know, why is it so much of a struggle uh, that we're facing or the parents are facing? Can you set a little context uh, for us? Sure, Shanta. So first and foremost thing we have to understand is that human beings are very complex creatures. And I think we all know that, right, by our interactions with uh, different human beings. And parenting them is no easy task. However, when it comes to, let's say, most of our professions, we are required to get trained, you know, pass examinations, get certified to become eligible to work. Uh, even to, let's say, drive a vehicle on the road, you need to have a driving license, right, so that you don't become a danger to yourself and to others who are driving on the road or probably walking on the road. Now, the more complex the job, typically you need more years of training uh, and more stringent <laughs> certifications. Yet for parenting, which is one of the most challenging and most important occupations out there on the planet, it seems no training or qualifications are required, right? And <laughs> probably the first reason parents end up struggling. Uh, the second reason is that, uh, you know, uh, like you said, a lot of things have opened up. A lot more attention is going into the science of parenting. Uh, we are also coll collating a lot of wisdom from so, so many, you know, places and wisdom from early ages, from the East, from the West, etc. But while all this is happening, people are so busy running their lives at the surface that they are not able to take advantage of what is readily available, which leads us to the most important reason, probably the third and the most important reason, that there is a lack of awareness at the inner being level. So we are just running so much at the surface. Uh, what do we mean by lack of awareness at an inner being level? Uh, when there is lack of awareness, you relate to your child and to everybody else through the conditioning of your mind. You know, we are all subconsciously, we are in the grip of mental or emotional patterns, beliefs, and unconscious assumptions uh, that we may have absorbed from our own parents, from the culture we grew up in, from what we're seeing around us, etc. So we tend to react. So we absorb these patterns. And then this thing, maybe our parents absorb from their parents and their parents from their parents. So this can really go back like countless number of generations in the past. Now, instead of instinctively reacting based on these patterns, when we become aware of our own, let's say, life energy, our own physicality, uh, our mind, our deeper self, that's when the transformation begins. So you don't blindly start acting out of old patterns. Instead, you're conscious and you have a choice about how do you respond to your children. And your children also pick up a lot of things from you, right? So it's very, very important that you no longer keep passing those patterns to your children. Because then they'll be passing it on to their children and then, you know, you're just spreading the trouble to further generations. So what I would say is that, uh, you know, this is an open invitation to everybody attending this webinar or whoever will be listening in later uh, to break away from all these patterns that no longer support evolution and to build deeper and deeper connections with the being of your child. And the most important thing is children intuitively sense this shift. And then that sets a wonderful ground for the child and parent to start co-creating the journey with each other. Completely agree, Ram. Something that came up to me when you were uh, sharing this uh, about how we are conditioned and how, you know, we uh, pass it on to our generation as well. Uh, 
one thing that came up to me was this uh, good girl, bad boy, good boy, and you know, so the good, mm. the good and the bad, and how we look at it uh, in binary, you know, and how uh, that when you actually grow up at a leadership level, you are actually building a lot of judgments, right? And that's how you look at yeah. your team members, your peers, uh, yeah. and uh, at the level. So, and it doesn't stop there because it comes from the environment. So even if you know, when I talk talk to my child and she says, "Oh, you are a bad girl," or "You are," mm. "Mama, you are so silly." Uh, so I say, yeah, but maybe I did a bad thing. Maybe I'm not a bad girl, you know. Maybe there are mm. good things that I do. Uh, mm. So, you know, passing uh, this on to say that we are whole and in that whole, we are good and bad both. Uh, the yeah. idea is to move to the good, uh, but when you just label them, uh, that brings to shame and a lot of other things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'll just share this context. Uh, Definitely. Came up for me. Uh, so this is great, Ram. This at least gives a little bit of insight uh, and therefore, it brings us to the next question. Uh, and exactly in the words of the parents, uh, one of the questions that's come up is, uh, parents and their child, uh, which are two different energy levels, uh, where one has experience and the other is a fresher. Uh, what are our opinions on uh, the experiences that the parents have and even gather from other parents, right, in the 21st mm -hmm. century? Uh, so the parents feel that what is the kind of balance that we can bring in and how really relevant uh, are these parenting, uh, you know, tools or uh, you know experiences that we use uh, with them? Uh, mm -hmm. So based on that, basically they're asking for a context to unify uh, the the transition between from generations uh, that have been coming in, or from centuries till now, uh, and how do we take that to really look at it from a fresh discovery perspective? Mm -hmm. Sure, Shata. So if we could just move uh, the slide while I'm saying. So uh, now what we looked at, and it's a very interesting question, and I think there are a host of questions around, you know, uh, how do we do parenting now? Because so much has been changing, the world is changing, and what's going to be useful uh, in this century, etc. So till now, we saw that we'll have to go within, live within, and that's at an individual level, at the level of a human being. If we go to the macro level, we are all constantly evolving. You know, evolution, we have all studied in school uh, from matter that emerged primitive forms of life. Now, these evolved to become more sophisticated forms, uh, became plants, became animals, and became human beings. Now, many of us think that, think that the process of evolution stops right here, but the process of evolution is still going on. So, and it doesn't stop, thankfully, with the human <laughs> beings. <laughs> so, uh, and what is expected is that it will produce beings who can act more consciously, you know, not more from the surface, but more consciously from within. Uh, so we are moving into a new age. It is a great time of transition that we are experiencing as a human race. And the current pandemic and the current situation we are experiencing could be part of this transition. So it's, whenever the change or a transition like this happens, it's a time of upheaval, it's a time of confusion. You know, software is being upgraded, so to speak, you know, and Earth consciousness is being recalibrated. So now the forms and structures today, for example, are very different from the forms and structures that used to exist one generation earlier, you know, in our parents' times and in our grandparents' times. But the thing is, because of our patterns, we are all stuck in those forms and structures. So what we are leaving behind in terms of evolution is an age of reason and analysis. And what we seem to be entering into is an age of intuition. So no wonder the old, old methods, old measures, may not hold good. The children we have today are in many, many ways different from the children we had a few generations back. They are also different from us. So older authoritarian ways of parenting 
uh, are definitely don't seem to be working and are not going to work right now. So that's a change that's happening at a you know at a macro level. Yeah, uh, you know, completely agree with that, Sam. Uh, I think the movement from an authoritarian parent to, or the balance uh, between, so, you know, in, in other words, if you were to put it, we are saying that there is so much importance that has been given to disciplining, uh, which, uh, you know, me and Ram don't say that it's a wrong thing to do, uh, mm. but there's a better way to do it. Uh, and, you know, uh, evolving to the better ways uh, of bringing this awareness from the inner level, uh, helps uh, this process of parenting becoming a little more joyful than how it is now, uh, right? So, uh, you know, this brings us to another good question uh, that has come, which is, so what is the right time to ask your child, what do you want to become in future? You know, what is the career that you want? Do you want to take science? Do you want to take commerce? Uh, do you want to become a doctor? Do you want to, so, uh, and also, Ram, if you could, you know, talk about a little bit about the gig economy right now, you know, in the millennials that's happening. And therefore, mm -hmm. uh, is there the right time or how do we look at this whole process, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think one of the key concepts to understand uh, before we get into this is the concept of individuation. Now, individuation basically refers to finding out who you truly are and becoming your own self. So what happens in this process is that you realize that even though you're part of a larger society, a larger system, you are a separate individual with your own way of experiencing and contribution to life. And so is the case with your child. So in this process, you end up breaking a lot of social contracts that you've formed, you know, over, the, over, over, over a lot of time, right? With parents, with society, et cetera. And you start separating from the social systems that have conditioned the way you perceive life. So you start interpreting life more directly through your own personal experience. And you become free to make new connections that are more supportive of your true self. Now, what we are seeing is that, uh, you know, in this age, uh, you know, and you said with gig economy and all of that, we're seeing that individuation seems to be happening much earlier for human beings today than what was happening in the past. Now, uh, the community that we work with, right, parenting with them, other facilitators and, uh, uh, you know, what we are seeing is that, uh, you know, Arul, who came to the webinar last week when we had the webinar on fear, uh, is yeah. one of the key facilitators in this group. And he has, for example, been seeing that this, uh, you know, uh, individuation is, you know, very much happening from class four, class five itself. And Shraddha and I have been observing that, you know, my child, for example, is six-year-old. Shraddha's child is four-year-old. I am seeing individuation happening right now. You know, the children seem to be so very clear about who they are from within. And they are constantly expressing it. Uh, but what is happening is that, you know, we have in our mind certain definitions of who we want the child to be, you know, in order to be successful parents, etc. So what happens is like with individuation, you need to start more and more within yourself and realize that essential qualities like joy and love are all within yourself. And by seeking the source within, you can connect more fully to them and they're able to manifest a life that embodies those qualities. So, but what happens typically with parents is that, you know, what the child may be wanting is something very different, right, from what the parents want. So, individuation is key to evolution is a very good thing, but parents usually end up viewing this as a problem since it leads to exist questioning them, right, questioning existing social contracts. You know, why, why should I do this? Why are things like this? And this is perceived often as a rebellion. So, in summary, what I would like to say is that individuation is key 
you should facilitate the individuation process of your child and we'll see how to do that as we go through this webinar but also that individuation is happening much earlier these days so please listen to your children keep your eyes and ears open uh, and you know be more receptive to what they are saying and telling you saram what you essentially also trying to point out too apart from uh, the, uh, the cold nature of individuation uh is also that uh, rebels get born in that process right and our parents mm -hmm. think that uh, so they throw a lot of tantrums i've seen a lot of questions um, uh, in this line also to see mm -hmm. that there are a lot of arguments are happening uh, with the parent and yeah. the child uh, younger children who can't really argue at the level of language are throwing a lot of tantrums seeking a lot of attention uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, the suggestion therefore uh, what we bring in here is that uh when a process like that happens try and get to the opposite positive of why they are throwing tantrums and what is the real need uh to be able to nurture them at that level you know uh and that really helps uh the process of individuation so if they are throwing tantrums please celebrate uh, that's that's a very good thing that's happening you know at least in some way which they are trying to communicate with you when we don't understand the subtle nuances Uh, we pay attention to these tantrums, uh, and in those yeah. uh, to get deep within uh, would be a good idea. Sure. Right? Yeah, um, definitely. So Ramya, you you did point out saying that you know individuation is happening happening much uh, much faster uh, at a younger age as well. Uh, so that brings uh, to another set of questions. Uh, there are multiple questions here, but let me just uh, you know read through them. Uh, so what things can I let go of while parenting? Mm. Right. what matters what really doesn't matter uh, especially things don't matter what are those things that really don't matter you know that that you one should not get hooked to as a parent uh, mm. know about uh, they want to know more about gentle parenting uh, mm. which is a good sign so there is a lot of awareness uh, in that direction as well uh, mm. we have to prepare ourselves and to get gain understanding to become enablers in the parenting journey uh, mm. so can you kind of shine a little light on uh, not really to put into buckets what are different types of parents uh, but probably to set a path to say that okay what probably might be the right thing to a right way to look at this journey sure i'll also add a couple of questions that have just now come on chat sure. related to this uh, vijay joshi is asking how do we rate uh, parenting is successful or not and which one is the most important thing to do to make parenting successful uh, sundaresan is asking guidance to bring up only child so so whether it is one child or multiple child uh, you know how do we as, what do we do as parents what's our role in all of this so uh, as parents typically or usually the role we play is that of a carpenter now what does a carpenter do takes a block of wood raw wood and he has an he or she has an end game in mind so he knows that this raw wood is going to now become a table or a chair and now he is going to work at it mold it carve it and shape and nail and hammer at that wood and you know do all of that polish and then make sure that it looks exactly like the table he has already created or the chair he has already created so so six chairs have to look exactly the same way uh may you know because we came through industrial age and industrial revolution this is typically like the factory line approach we have been adopting for parenting also <laughs> that is so you know we think of many processes in terms of efficiency productivity you know how do we improve my productivity efficiency in parenting you know how do i become successful so you know also how do i sorry ram but also yeah, how do i create a beautiful piece of furniture right or yeah, a creative culture out of it yeah and my furniture needs to be the best out there needs to look best as i see it as best right and 
and and when we have something in front of us that doesn't fit we are like oh this one came out wrong right so now this one size fits all kind of a dogmatic approach may be wonderful for chairs but it definitely doesn't <laughs> work for human beings right? human beings are like so much more complex there are so so many other factors that go into making a human being successful and the biggest factor we miss out on is that it is that particular human being's own definition of who he or she wants to become so what is your child's view you know if irrespective of whether you have one child two children or more than that or whether you're guiding some other child uh, you know in your family what is your child's view of who he or she wants to become our role as parent is to support them through this process of their own revolution so if not a carpenter what can be we can be a gardener and what does a gardener do he or she waters the plants watches over them tends to them make sure the plants are exposed to sunshine they get the proper environment they get soil they get nutrients uh he may he or she may ward off any predators who come any nasty weeds that compete for let's say you know and and uh, you know hindering the growth he may do that this is a little bit of protection not over protection and then he just lets it be he then allows that plant to blossom sits back so the difference between a carpenter and a gardener is am i doing controlling shaping or creating an image i have fixed in my mind already or am i just clearing the environment making the environment fertile providing the resources letting the sunshine come in am i sitting then back sitting back in my deck chair and enjoying the fruits of nature's labor now there is a question from one of the participants deepthi and and also many other participants related to this uh, which said that you know what i'm a working parent i'm a startup founder you know we are both the parents and both the parents are working and our time is very limited and hence the impact and on the journey our child has is very limited what do we do with this right so our role is not to spend n number of hours with the child to forcibly mold the child into what we want ours ourselves to be or what we want them to be so it requires tremendous widening of the mental and other spaces to understand and accept that each child is on his or her own unique journey and we are here to facilitate this journey to grow towards the future and that is exactly our role we are mere facilitators and not decide uh, not the deciding factor and if you are a gardener you can just relax and you can do your stuff your office work your stuff while mm-hmm. you are in in between here and there while your plant is blossoming if you are a carpenter you will keep trying to shape things oh this leaf is coming let me cut it no this leaf is not correct this apple fruit that has come out is not correct if you are a gardener you will say okay i'll focus on the growth of the plant i'll water it i'll provide the resources and let the plant come out the way you know it wants to blossom etc uh, and while i say this sadha i am reminded of this uh, wonderful poem by prophet khalil gibran that you know yeah. inspired art in the community right so do you want to share it with people i mean i think we, yeah like it's uh, it's always uh, a pleasure to share khalil gibran uh, and what he's written on children uh because every time that i go through it uh, or i share it with somebody there are different nuances that come in uh, mm-hmm. and also very very beautifully just uh, consolidates what you tried uh, saying ram when we were you know trying to uh, just give them a little bit perspective about uh, you know being actively molding them to actually letting them blossom right uh, mm-hmm. so he brings in this wonderful uh, way uh, so the prophet really 
you know talks about uh, how this journey uh, can uh, be guided right mm -hmm. and uh, so i'm going to again request uh, the participants here uh, you can choose to close your eyes or leave them open uh, but what i really request uh, out of you is to tune into uh, the words uh, and the spirit more than the words the spirit behind what uh, the prophet is really trying to uh, share with us you know uh, just taking uh, a five seconds of pause uh, and then uh, allowing you to tune in to what he's trying to say at the end of it i'd also like you all to uh, you know make notes of what's coming up for you and share it with us uh, that'd be great you know to to see and to gauge where uh, we are on this journey right now So the prophet says, your children are not your children. They are sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts. But they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls. For their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to become like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backwards, but You are the bows from which your children, as living arrows, are sent forth. The archer seeks the mark path of the infinite and he bends you with his mind that his arrow may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be of gladness. For even when he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. Please take a minute to gather what you're getting from here. And if you feel like sharing your experience, please do that in the chat. So, you know, while uh, the parents share Ram, yeah, yes, uh, there, there are a few things, uh, and, and dude, let me know uh, when you get uh, yeah. what is the thing. Yeah. Um, but while that comes, uh, you know what, what this really brought for Ram and me uh, is to say that uh, there is so much that he talks about evolution. He, there's so much that he talks about allowing what uh, the child uh, wants to be and is from within, right? Uh, he also, uh, you know, has a lot of uh, levels of depth. Uh, I don't think we have that much time. Uh, but I do want to point out to say that the compassion that he comes with, you know, in the last line, uh, where he says that uh, he loves where the arrows flying. So he loves how the children are going to blossom and grow. But he also yeah. has deep compassion for the parents uh, and the stability that they need to really uh, get into, right, the strength that you need to have to not be uh, moved 
my teams that are external, uh, but look within and say, okay, maybe this is right uh, for me and my child, you know. Uh, and the kind of compassion that he has to say that, you know, that, that is also so important. Uh, yeah. I'm there with you. So it is, um, you know, to an extent that force of the universe that we keep, you know, referring to uh, in different ways. Uh, but that that guides uh, the child and parent relationship. Now, I, I, uh, is, uh, I'd also like to point out to say that we are not in any way trying to say that, therefore, there's nothing that the parent needs to do, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I just and everything's going to be okay. Uh, we're yeah. not discounting, uh, you know, uh, those who have a single child or two, two children, uh, the noises that uh, the parents go through mm. at a day-to-day -day level, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to say is that behind those noises, there are really sweet and joyful things that we want to we want you to experience as we are, uh, yeah, and yeah. therefore that brings me probably uh, to the next one, uh, Ram, uh, yeah. which uh, says you know why do we uh, can you bring us to some level of model though though it's fluid and we are not really directing parents to do certain things, uh, but flexibility yeah. open the door to you know make their unique journey uh, of parenting. Sure, sure, definitely, Shata. So uh, I just request friends, if there are thoughts that came to your mind as we went through the meditation on Khalil Gibran's poem, please feel free to share it on the chat box. Uh, you know, as we keep going through the slides, I'll also maybe consolidate and, uh, you know, uh, if there's anything that comes up from that, we'll share it with people. So, uh, so to uh, the question, Shata, as to then, basically the question is how do we parent with depth, right? I mean, you're saying parenting with depth, but then is that a framework, I mean, you know, how do we do this, uh, you know? So definitely there is a framework, uh, you know, that guides us, there is a model that supports us. Um, uh, if people can see on the screen, this is the base framework of the Parenting with Depth model that supports you to develop yourself as a parent and to guide your child like a gardener. And as Shraddha said, the gardener has a job to do. <laughs> it's not that <laughs> sit back and relax. So, uh, we, uh, and now we also said in the beginning that we may start in abstract way, but we'll move very specifically into how you can help your child's evolution. So this is the part we, where we want you to pay extra attention, this and the next part. So there are different levels at which we can guide any human being, be it ourselves or our own children. The deepest one is the core aspiration. You know, who are we as unique beings and what is our core aspiration? This is the inmost presence within yourself, within your being. Surrounding it is the inner being, and you have different parts of this being, which we will address, uh, you know, during this webinar in a few minutes. At the outer layer are competencies, you know, skills that are, that you are expressing at your workplace, in in you know, in, at your home. What are the talents the child has? What are the specific role capabilities you have to fulfill a role? The role of a parent, or the role of a manager at your workplace, the role of a leader at your workplace, etc. So those are the competencies that are at the outside level. And what is important also in the parenting with their journey is basically to understand all of this and craft certain inner practices that you can do across these levels so that you're nurturing your core and we'll come to all of that later and strengthening the paths of being and experiencing those competencies. So the real power of this model emerges when you can guide the child in a very, very experiential way. And what do we mean by experiential way? This means at the innermost level, at the core level, we enable the child experientially get in touch with their core, access it many times during the day, and we'll see what the core is in just a few minutes. We then enable the core to be the steady inmost state within them, 
you know, and then uh, we just guide them to be in connection with that. What does this mean at an inner being or parts of being level? Uh, you know, it means that we are strengthening, we are nurturing the strengths of the parts of being. And if there are any challenges or, or limitations that are coming in their way, then we are helping them do their inner practices and strengthen it, etc. What does it mean at a competency level, you know, at the surface level, at the outside level? We enable them to practice newer or enhanced dimensions of the competencies that are needed for them to manifest what they want to do in the world. And in summary, we are going to integrate all of this, the core, the inner strengths, the competency building by simultaneously invoking and tuning all of these. So now this is a very, very deep model that we share with people and facilitate across many, many sessions. The intent certainly in this webinar is not to you know, dump everything on you. The intent is to give you a glimpse of how it works and how you can leverage the same for your co-evolution co co along with your child. Now, uh, as we said, there are a couple of portions where we'll do a deep dive. The first thing we want to see right now is what is the core? And if there is one key thing that you could take away from this presentation, uh, we would look, uh, want you to really focus on this as a takeaway. So what is the core? Now, there are a lot of questions. You know, In fact, among the 350, 400 questions that we have received, uh, many questions center around, how do I find out what my child resonates with? What might be an act career for my child? Uh, so this is that part of the webinar that's going to help you answer all of that. So core is your inmost natural state of being. Uh, it's like a qualitative state, an inner aspiration that you want to hold all your life and fulfill. Now, why do I need to discover the core? Because once you do that, you can connect to your core in the present moment and invoke it in whatever you're doing at this time. This way, whatever you are doing in the present moment, you are at home. You are, you know, within your most authentic state, inner state, you're centered within yourself. And then life just becomes so much more enjoyable. Uh, and you can experience all of this yourself and also allow your child to experience this. Uh, why is it important? Because then you are able to take decisions that are aligned to your core and make so much more out of your life experience. For example, let's say I'm going and seeking a job outside and I have this job opportunity. Typically, what do we do? We look at what is the salary, you know, how much hike am I getting? All of that is really required at the time. But many a times we forget to see how much is it aligned to who we are fundamentally, right? I mean, who we are from inward, you know, am I getting the environment where I'll be able to invoke my core flourish? Or is it really constraining me, you know? Or let's say we go searching for a house where, you know, you want to move in, et cetera. Is what I'm looking at right now resonating with who I am? Or I'm searching for a house, uh, searching for a life partner, you know? Is what I'm seeing resonating with who I am? Now, is what I'm asking my child to do aligned with who she, he or she is from within? That's the power of the core. Now, a major part of your work as a parent is to spot your core and also help your own children discover that. So this can be compared to, let's say, nurturing a tree rather than you know focusing on pruning the leaves and the fruits like we discussed. But unfortunately, a lot of parents do the exactly the opposite. They focus on why is this fruit like this? You know, why is the leaf like this? Rather than actually nurturing the tree. Now to understand the core, we have to understand the concept of essence and form. Uh, if you take the room where you're sitting in, for example, it's a form. There could be so many essences in this. Beauty, aesthetics. Um, let's say, for example, your child comes to you and says that, you know, you know what, daddy, mommy, I like dance. Now, dance is a form. What could be the essence? You know, essence could be anything that they feel from within. It could be aesthetics. It could be movement. So 
whatever your child is really interested in, you take it at a form level and you have to see what is the essence of that. And why do we do that? Uh, because typically we tend to get stuck at the form level. If my child loves geography, oh, are there careers in geography that are available today? You know, and can my child go and make money in any of those? If my child is interested in dancing, oh, will dancing really give money or what is going to happen? You know, am I going to spend a lot of money training her or him and then nothing is going to come out of it? This is not what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to take the essence of the form and the essence can actually shine in the future through different forms that may be available as career options when they start working. But you just let allow that to emerge over time. When you find an essence, you look, that, look at that as a seed that needs to be nurtured. Just stick to the essence. Keep building on the essence. And when time is right, the child will be ready. There will also be opportunities that will be ready. And both will join hands at the right time. The key problem is that parents apply the essence to forms they know today. And of the forms that are available today, they themselves may be knowing only a few forms. There are so many forms that can emerge later. But the lamp of the essence, etc., needs to be lit right now and nurtured inside. And you know, uh, when your child says that, let's say, for example, I want to become a detective, uh, you know, one of the parents who came to our workshop was worried as to, you know, what does this get paid? But what you have to look in that is the curiosity, you know, the observation skills. Can I build on those skills? Uh, you know, so that he can use those skills for any career he chooses in the future. So in summary, I mean, uh, to make this very crisp, there is always a spark in the child that comes out as their interest. It can come out either, uh, you know, in a form that is very, supportive or in a form that is very amenable to your understanding, or it could also come out by resisting or rebelling you. In fact, opportunities where they rebel you could be gold mines, you know, to spot what is it that actually resonates with them. And if you catch that spark, you're actually going to nourish it. If you block it at the form level, you're not understanding them, you know, then they'll go to their friends. And now guidance of friends in these ages is not, you know, we are seeing that it's not very great usually. This complicates the matter even further. They're going to get further confused. You know, the society is telling them to do something. They are getting something from within. Teachers are also so busy completing the portions of the subjects in the school, and they don't have the time or capacity to engage with the child and guide them. So your role as a parent becomes very, very, very important here. So very important to note also is the fact that while finding the essence is important, be patient with them. Be patient with the forms to emerge. Please acknowledge evolution. For some children, Individuation happens early. Some, it takes time. And in our experience, we find that many parents we meet have themselves not individuated. So please have the patience. Shraddha, I think what we help uh, after all of this is, can we do a small activity to help them understand how no. they can right now understand their child's score or help them figure out their child's score? Maybe that I was happen. just about saying that, Ram, this uh, story of the core, uh, or the song of the core sounds very beautiful, but it is very difficult to sing, you know, so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, give, uh, probably, why don't you share uh, with us a little bit about uh, your son. Uh, so, you okay. know, basically, what are those forms? So, if you were to put the core in perspective, what are those forms uh, that you've observed in your uh, child from the time he was born till now? Uh, that you think have given him that joy or that uh, space of concentration, you know? Sure. So my, I have a six-year-old son. His name is Anirudh. Uh, some of the, at a form level, what I've seen him uh, resonate to, which gives him that calm joy is, 
he loves playing mridangam which is a indian classical music instrument sir drum uh, and he plays it quite well uh, he's been at it since he was very very small uh, he just picked up an interest to it and you know he's been doing that he loves singing uh, especially singing with uh, what we call as tanpura or tambura it's like mm-hmm. a drum which gives you the pitch so he likes to sing along with it uh, you know he likes connecting to people he likes talking to relatives friends enquires about them in school he knows teachers he's six but he knows teachers and helpers of classes which are much more senior to his um he loves to learn and teach so he you know he's like you can he uh, you know plays his role of a teacher who is teaching music teaching other stuff that he has learned etc loves to learn he goes and searches for stuff he wants you mm-hmm. know on youtube let's say or on you know in the environment around him etc um i think these are some of the things that readily come to my mind when i think about uh, you know him so then how can we really cut it out into an essence form to just say that you know it can be overwhelming to see so many forms right uh, yeah. but before what is it at an essence level uh, that there are these two three things or qualities uh, that you feel he resonates with and that you can nurture so uh, yeah. can you help us understand how you call them out to a couple of words or two three words or two three qualities to start with sure sure so from let's say for example when he plays the mridangam or when he sings with the tanpur and all what i have seen him resonate to and you know this is all evolving right so this is what i am seeing today and i keep checking right i keep nourishing what i feel as the essence and i keep checking whether you know he still enjoying it etc if he is then i keep feeding to it and you know so that's a process so uh, now i see rhythm i see harmony you know in you know in in being with in harmony with the tanpura you know in rhythm with what he's playing etc i see and and this could this he could use in other forms so i have seen it happen in other ways also in other forms as well connection to i see when he talks to relatives friends all the shopkeepers around the home lot of people know him personally so i see that element of connecting connection mm-hmm. to people uh, in all that he tries to learn and teach i see an element of immersive learning and when he searches for stuff i see curiosity so these are some of the maybe like essences that are coming out for me from the form level yeah and i think to further essence that i think what you very 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 uh, rightly uh, picked up was the rhythm and harmony so there is uh, rhythm and harmony in everything that he is doing across like even if it may be connection with people uh, yeah. what actually building is that harmony uh, between that connection you know and that probably uh, so nourishing him in those aspects uh, brings it out more he grows to figure out what are the different forms uh, mm-hmm. sub- uh you know things that he's inclined towards uh in future mm. great mm. so let's uh, therefore uh you know yeah. give this uh, to our parents as well uh, so whoever is interested right right now uh i am going to pause for about a minute uh, to let you scan through your child's life uh, from the earlier memories till now uh and try and think of those things that they spontaneously resonated with like you know you know that it just in one second they build a connection or in one second the promptness has come from them uh also things that don't lead them to a level of high excitement uh but they leave them at a level of after that activity leave them at a level of calm uh so if you could now there are two ways of doing it uh, you can either scan through their life from beginning till now or you could pick up from from whatever is popping out in your memory uh, right now uh, and write them down uh, so we're going to take a pause uh, for a while till you do that
in just repeating please scan your child's life from your earliest memories of the child to now what are some of the things to which your child seems to be showing spontaneous resonance or calm joy jiten is asking can we have a long list of forms with match references absolutely uh, we'll come to and we'll also tell you what could be a good reference material sure so is asking yes we can have a long list of forms and we'll tell you how to arrive at a few that seem to be really resonating so sure jiten please continue uh, so you could have a long list of forms that you think resonate what kind of people what kind of environment what books maybe what professions yeah so i think ram that uh, that brings us therefore from uh, what jiten has shared uh, brings us to the next step right uh, yeah. so then there are there are these long list of forms i can bet my life uh, to say that beneath uh, these forms that you've discovered there might be certain qualities that will come out uh, yeah. so the next step for the parents therefore is to look at what are the qualities within that uh, that they're trying to exhibit uh, yeah. like the like the singing uh, or you know what uh, ram's child uh, resonates with in uh, playing or learning that instrument might be rhythm uh, but for somebody else it might just be the melody you know not even yeah. worrying about the pattern but just the melody for somebody else it can just be the soothing effect that it gives to the heart so yeah. uh, so therefore we can give a long list uh, of forms and that could match the essence but it's truly for you to discover uh, that essence in your child uh, we yeah. couldn't know unless we have like sessions yeah. that what uh, what really is that thing that the child is coming from so do take one yeah. more minute uh, to kind of consolidate this into two three qualities uh, don't worry about whether you hit the nail or not right now it need also not be a whole list of things uh, that you think you're going to miss out on in discovery it is not this process uh, i i am sure you won't miss out on anything uh, uh, because this process will keep coming to you the journey will keep coming to you if you hold it uh, so whatever one or two qualities that are needed you can share with us and we can to to understand and pick it up from there you know yeah yeah and uh, you're not a carpenter right so you are a gardener so obviously please don't worry about hitting the nail right so if you if somebody could if you people could also start sharing on the chat box what are some of the forms you picked and what are some of the essences that are coming out for you it will really help all of us understand this better maybe jiten if you could also share some of the forms and essences that you have come up with okay kiran rao says connection he is very extrovert connects to people curiosity likes variation different flavors very quick learner okay okay what i'm going to do is maybe you now uh, i'm just love going to, to solve puzzle i like that one yeah yeah so yeah. loves to solve puzzles so now that is a form so what you may want to uh, do you know is see what is the essence underneath that so what is it in the process of solving puzzles that your child really likes Lata says, "Loves reading books and sees where is it applicable in her life." Okay, uh, loves to express oneself. Sananya is saying, "Interested in learning songs." Great. So these are all forms. While we are at a form level, like for example, uh, Kiran did, can we go one level deeper and see what could be the essence? 
and in case your child is older you know you could actually ask these questions to the child so you know in case your child is in a position to reply and you know actually uh, reply to you and uh, to tell you could actually you know check with them as to what is it in this activity that they really like uh, jitan is saying dancing singing nature wow that's amazing okay learning languages reading stories uh, could you also share what could be the essences jitan that could be beneath so, this? can you also help therefore that if these are uh, the forms that they're saying uh, what uh-huh. could be the essences uh, you know so for example if we are really talking about uh, dancing and singing uh, is some kind of a movement uh, within that becomes an essence uh, uh-huh. and it is getting expressed through singing and dancing but what can be really within uh, those essences uh, so yeah. can you with them what you mentioned about your child other that i can think about is the movement uh, the slow movement or fast uh, whatever the child uh, is displaying or kind of songs uh, and the dance that they connecting with uh, yeah. is there anything else that's coming up for you so, so when i uh, when i saw nature yeah. i was uh, you know with movement uh, and dancing and singing yeah. uh, the aspect of nature coming in uh, yeah. is also yeah. a good way of bringing senses in right uh, so that right yeah i think we'll yeah we'll deal with that as a part of being learned definitely yeah yeah like you're saying there could be different essences that are coming to your mind each one of the participant that you know for this form this could be the essence so what you could do is you could actually keep validating and seeing whether that is the essence that is emerging in the multiple things the child is doing and if it's a if it's a child who is able to express himself or herself you could also kind of you know keep asking the child what is it that you like in this you know your child may be able to say for example you know if we like solving puzzles what do you like so maybe the child says that you know i really like to solve problems right i mean i really like or i like creative stuff so that you know and please don't put in your own words there when you are actually trying to question your child or gather the information from let the child express the thing in their own words in whatever way they can yeah. and when they express it in their own words they connect to it better rather than yeah. any words that we impose on them so i agree ram so when you brought up puzzles right it may be very uh, very direct or very obvious to think that okay you know they like to solve problems uh all that you know if the puzzle is a little colorful the child may just because of the genre of colors that he has uh, might get into solving uh, the puzzle yeah, yeah, so that yeah. that's another nuance uh, or the way we can Correct. look at it. therefore what ram says is you know don't get into uh, the words or the jargon that you have within you uh, but truly yeah. go outside uh, and finally the child could be doing painting and other stuff where also the colors are there so you have to really look at you know what is coming etc yeah. uh, you know so yeah so uh, i think okay. sadha maybe yeah, yeah let's move yeah, ahead so i was thinking this is the right time to bring it in uh, to say that you know so you can exp- these are basically through workshops the essences uh, of certain people uh, you know very dear to us uh, have allowed us to share this here Uh, but these are basically uh, you know cores of different people and how this is got an expressed uh, what we are basically trying to come uh, to is that uh, the next level of it is that uh, the forms that you discover you depending on how the child is or even if you are doing it for yourself uh, whatever that helps you right so if an imagery helps you put it up as an image uh, if you have uh, that uh, you know flow in language and you want to put it up as a poetry you can put it up as that or it can be just simple words right uh, or it could be a puzzle you know like uh, how there is a um, a puzzle here to get to the center 
uh, or it can be rain, it can be anything in nature. Uh, what we're trying to tell you is once you identify this, uh, the, the essence uh, part or the core part of it, uh, to, to keep remembering it, you know, to keep going back to it or to even over a period of time uh, change it. Uh, but this gives us a way to come back to it. Uh, you know, it gives us a way to come back to the essence. And from okay. there, new, new forms will keep emerging. Uh, so, you know, one is discovery of core. At a much yeah. deeper level, what we actually are learning uh, to work also uh, is that what we've picked up now, the method that we've done uh, with you guys now is from the memory or from observations uh, that you've come, but in a very true essence, you know, what Arul brings into this method also is to be able to live it in the present. Uh, now that uh, would be at a greater level of depth and it does take a lot of time to come in. Uh, so yeah. we won't be bringing that in here. Uh, but, yeah. but, you know, as of now, even this helps, uh, you know, this is a great way to keep coming back to your core. Uh, yeah. It can be something as like a totem, you know, I have this small turtle here, uh, uh, which for, reminds me that I need to, you know, reduce my speed at times and not go too fast. But what I'm trying to say is that it can be anything in those forms, uh, whatever that helps you get back to the core. And then from that, go to a newer, uh, newer form. Uh, and, you know, being in that, as Ram said, will give you opportunities that come from outside. And you, yeah. you as a parent really don't need to put them into classes. They will naturally go to different classes. Uh, it will naturally come uh, to you. Yeah, and one of the things, Shraddha, if I may, I wanted to add here is that, you know, these uh, images that Shraddha is showing right now are outputs that have come uh, from participants on the different workshops that happen in our community, you know, the parenting with depth, coaching with depth community. And while, you know, like we said, this is not a industry or a factory line way, right? So even finding out the core is one basic method we told you. There are so many methods. And once parents learn this, they come up with their own methods. And if you see all of this, it's come out of how they have customized this way of finding the core into their own method according to what their core is, and they are expressing it and manifesting. So even the process of discovery of the core itself can be guided by your own core and it can happen. So there's yeah. nothing like, you know, like, you know, Shadda, I as facilitators are saying that you have to do it only this way and, you know, only this will happen. It, it just evolves, you know, it just happens. And in fact, you only get to better ways than what we've gotten to. So yeah, yeah. completely open to that. Uh, so with this, Ram, I think it'll be uh, good to do a quick two minutes uh, on uh, the parts of being or how this sure. code can be nourished. Uh, just a quick sure. two minutes. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could move to the next slide. Sure. So, and if you could move to the next slide. Uh, sure. So uh, what we saw uh, earlier was that there is this innermost part, which is the core, and surrounding it is your inner being, which is the parts of being. Now, there are eight parts of being. Now, having understood our core to a lot of extent, and I'm also getting a lot of uh, inputs on chat, so I'm reading all of those. So, uh, sorry, due to paucity of time, we are not able to take all the examples. But having now, uh, you know, got a significant understanding of what is the core, uh, there are eight parts of being. The first one, which you see on the screen, is physical. It is composed of our body and our habits. Now, the body is the container or the form in which we live and we act in this world. Uh, what do you need to do with the body? It needs to be exercised well, prodded with nourishing food, and requires a requisite amount of sleep and rest. Now, the next uh, set of uh, three things are life energy, made up of three components, senses, dynamic energy, and emotional care. Now, senses, 
seek pleasure and want to avoid pain depending on the level of our evolution the pleasures the senses seek could be either crude or aesthetic and just in a few minutes in a couple of minutes we'll deep dive on senses as because a lot of questions that we have got at a competency level outside anxiety fear and all of that stuff and other competencies that we have got in terms of questions relate to this part of being second one is dynamic energy which is the center of power passion drive all the strength that you have the dynamism and the action emerge from here emotional care is the center of love warmth inclusion caring for others and feelings and the delight you can experience in this center is a feeling of love a feeling of connection a feeling of giving the next set of three parts of being our mind now objective mind is the first one which deals with on the bottom left of your screen deals with information gathering analysis etc then we have the creative mind which aligns to our purpose and other concepts and imagines how you can actually creatively manifest what you have you know thought about uh, and then the final one is the pure mind which actually you use in the process of culling out the core so it tries to look at the essence really tries to cull out the essence from everything be it the core or let's say for example one of the participants just said that you know my child really likes to understand about the world about the universe why we are here etc now in that search you could get so many concepts from so many traditions etc yeah. your mind will look at it call out the essence and say okay this is what i'm getting from so many so this is the part of the mind that helps us when we try to find our core and the last one on the bottom right corner is deeper self is our inner guide that guides us in our evolution that we spoke about earlier now in no way are we trying to cover this in detail here in case you want to get a deeper dive on all these parts of being what to do with this uh we would uh, request you to kindly uh, you know get this book by arul dev uh, on into great depth into great depth of your being uh, you can see that on the screen right now uh, we'll also try and send this link out to you uh, it deep that's a deep dive into and somebody also mentioned can you provide us more resources where we could understand more about all of this so this is a, one of the books that does a very very deep dive into you know all the parts of being and this is based on a moral model that arul has come up with so i can now maybe move uh, maybe in the interest of time move to questions that are uh, mr rabina whole lot of questions around holistic development and being there is a set of questions on you know especially in this lockdown time how do i minimize screen time because screen time seems to have exploded right and you know how do i minimize the use of tv use of cell phones and yeah. how do we look at temptations and addictions you know my i feel like my child is getting more addicted to a few things etc so uh, can you help maybe everybody uh, on areas like those uh yeah sure uh, you know ram this is uh, this is at the level of the form right uh, the question yeah. is the level of the form uh, where they are saying that these are the things that they that they doing on outside and we don't want to do them uh, the easiest way is to discipline right uh, to say yeah. that okay your screen time is going to be 30 minutes in a day and how are you going to stick to it you promise me this and there's a give and take right in yeah. the process of give and take uh now i i was uh, having a conversation with my daughter a couple of days back uh and i was telling her that and i i was busy i'm also a working mother so we were working from home and uh you know i didn't give that much time to her that particular morning uh so she was watching tv and she was watching frozen uh, again and again right she's just four years old and and i wonder what she understood from that but she kept repeating that and then i ended that with her for about 2 minutes to say that you know what can we just spend some time to do drawing and coloring or to uh, you know play with your blocks or to just go walk in the balcony or take you to the terrace 
I tried all sorts of things, right? But everything disregarded. <laughs> and she said, no, all of this is so boring. Uh, so if you were to really understand of why they go to the screen, right? They, they go into the screen because uh, the POV involved here is senses. And senses are a way to hook ourselves to the temptation, right? Uh, and we also know there are children, probably a little elder when we were to that when there were exams and you go watch TV and then you come back and realize, oh, damn, I missed one hour watching TV. Now, how will I cover the portions, right? Uh, yeah. so, uh, so the guilt factor comes in, right? So this is what senses gets to you. So at a deeper level of, you know, screen time, go down to see, okay, there is boredom. Uh, and there's also lack of connection, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, the child is yeah. trying to connect with whatever's happening in the television. Hmm. Uh, and therefore, uh, this is how senses play a havoc. Uh, to say that they're temptations. But the good thing about senses is, and, and the, the, the true nature of senses is truly to, uh, for us to be able to gather what is there in the environment, right? It is a way of catching the data from the environment, whether you call it sight or auditory or all the five senses uh, that are involved. Uh, they help us capture the data. Uh, and therefore, if this data is captured more in a natural form, right? More uh, through a walk in the garden, uh, through talking about uh, flowers, you know, like how Hima was saying uh, before this thing that the hibiscus was not there in the course is what one of the parents said. And yeah, yeah. Uh, therefore, I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. But if we were to get in touch more in the natural forms of this, and probably in one of those conversations in nature, we discussed about hibiscus, maybe the child would have known that in the exam. Uh, but jokes apart. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, nourishing these senses in a natural way uh, is something that yeah. helps. Now, you may not be able to see the result uh, today, right, mm. of the screen time going down. Uh, but even if we have that 15, 20 minute of a deep connect with a child, uh, right, mm. it helps. Ideally, I would have liked Ram to do uh, an exercise of how to come over grid, but we are already at one. Uh, yeah. So maybe we'll uh, so we're requesting probably ten more minutes of five more minutes of your yeah, time. Yeah, maybe maybe like uh, maybe max one ten or one fifteen. We'll go till then. So you know, if people who want to stay on can stay on. So yeah, we'll so I can describe sure. uh, probably, but not uh, make them go through it. Uh, but yeah. uh, so one, what happens when they watch TV or that you get addicted to chocolates or anything of that sort, right? Uh, one method to uh, probably bring this uh, thing down is a method that Arul taught us to, to uh, you know, bring that into your memory. Uh, so close mm -hmm. your eyes, bring that into your memory, make it shrink down uh, to the furthest point that that temptation becomes just a small point, right? When you keep doing this exercise from at an inner level, uh, and then when you actually come to the world, or when you actually come to the temptation, just spend that one second uh, to do the memory exercise and see how you feel. Uh, it's going to be challenging initially, uh, but I'm sure you, if you are at it, you'll get to a point that before eating that small piece of chocolate, which you are trying to cheat yourself with, uh, the temptation will go away. Uh, you will not feel the need anymore. Uh, but the next thing to do is also nourish yourself, therefore, and not feel depleted out of it. Uh, so nourish yeah. yourself more with natural means of uh, taste or uh, nature. So that helps. I think Ram, it would be good to move on to the next one. Uh, yeah, so the there are a host, host of uh, questions related to the lockdown specifically uh, on fear, right, and anxiety that's coming into the children. So do you want to quickly address that? 
Yeah, so I, I probably, you know, uh, take again uh, a holistic view from the top uh, to say that uh, why is fear coming in, you know, what is making place for fear to come in? Uh, so basically now in the lockdown, we are in our houses. Uh, we are all seen to the world of what we are doing, right? All we are seen to ourselves. We are coming more and more in touch with our, with our own selves than the to-do list that we have during the day uh, to achieve. Uh, and I think, you know, like how Parul said just before the session that the, uh, that the most tough thing uh, to do is to face your own self, right? That's the most difficult. Uh, and that's where, uh, you know, the fears that have been there for a while, uh, we're just becoming more aware of that. It's not that they were not there, uh, but they were, getting, they were getting hidden in the rush of things that we were doing uh, till now. So even with parenting, right, uh, now that we are, we know we need to be in our workspaces uh, at home, uh, but also have to attend to our children also have to motivate them to do things uh, which are coming from their core. So I'm, I'm hoping at a level uh, that this gets the parents initiated a little bit into that. Uh, but you know, a, a good way to work on fear is to actually look at the opposite positive, which is courage, and try to do those activities which give you courage, right? As an individual or even uh, with the child. Uh, mm. What is it that will give them courage? now? Um, at a very surface level, there are various things that you can do. You can come up with affirmations to say that, you know, I'm protected or I'm confident, uh, I'm able to, uh, I am courageous, uh, I can do everything that I want to, uh, and bring that into action by probably taking up a course uh, which you've been waiting to do, but not have gotten time to do. Uh, yeah. Or whatever challenge that the fear is bringing in, right, within you right yeah. now, it's good to work on that and build that. Uh, so therefore, look at it from a you know from a perspective of courage, uh, and at a much deeper level, uh, you can, if uh, you know there are parents who meditate here, uh, find out where the fear is in the body and try to be within the fear, and then take the help of the energies, and it'll it'll get dissolved. Uh, yeah. So that's the take on courage of fear here. Yeah, and there are some questions around how to handle lockdown, the fear, and painfully engage children. So I just had a couple of points to add. One is, uh, we have already discussed, uh, Shraddha said about the fear part. So, uh, you know, fear, remember that fear and anxiety spread faster than the virus. Please do not let that happen. So in order to do with, do, deal with fear, limit watching and discussing the news at home to maybe say once a day. You know, don't keep on discussing that throughout the day and etc. cetera. Uh, second, reorient yourself to the present moment. We are sure you all had plans, right, as to what you'd be doing today. Where will I be going for vacation in May or June? You know, what, what do I want to do? You had goals. For example, my kid will ace or her school exams. You know, I'll make so much money in my life. So we all had our plans and goals. But this suddenly virus came out of nowhere and all those plans are gone now. See what is your blessing right now. We are all alive that we could emerge out of this tomorrow uh, successfully. So keep your eye on that. And what you can do now is, what do you do right now so that you can emerge out of it in a different way? And one of the things Radha shared is self-growth. Take courses, for example, let's say this webinar or any other course that you have been wanting to do. We are actually seeing that a lot of people are exploring hobbies and stuff they wanted to do for a long time, but couldn't do because they are so busy at work. And it's all happening now. So many other people we interact with in our coaching sessions, et cetera, are all saying, telling us that, you know, they are finding the spark coming alive in this. So maybe this is the right time. Maybe a detailed course around those hobbies. 
do deeper work around yourself or your children find out the core help yourself and your children evolve and one thing to remember is that all of us are deeply interconnected every single action of ours creates an effect which then becomes a cause for another effect which then becomes a cause for another effect so we all create or we are a part of the chain of this cause and effect depending on what we choose to do the effect can be beneficial or it can be disastrous and i think we can very much see this in where we are today right based on the choices we have made in the past it is time to change ourselves let's not emerge out of this pandemic and start running back to our old lives right think what do you want to change in your lives think of humanity think of the interconnectedness choose consciously to do things for the better of humanity for the better of the planet and for the better of the universe and uh, uh, so that should be summarized quickly uh, should i just summarize uh, yeah one please go ahead that's pretty much uh, what we intended yeah so uh, the as children are trying to live from their core there will be challenges that will emerge right in different parts of the being now suman actually posted on the chat saying that you know uh, there were some challenges he was seeing in his kid younger kid and he saw that you know the elder brother was able to help the younger kid so you know for example he wouldn't be able to hold his pencil so but he was very interested probably in drawing so he sent the kid to the elder brother was helping him elder brother was a pro in drawing and now this guy is able to do it so so nicely so he's saying that you know it takes time and let us help their success and mojo evolve which is such a beautiful point around the core so you know as children we try to find their core we try to nourish it etc there may be challenges that will emerge in different parts of being we may see it from an outside layer we'll have to figure out which part of being it's coming from uh, we will discover inner strengths and challenges with children what we have seen is that if there are challenges and if you look at as to which part of being is coming from uh, there are two three different ways in which you could work with this you could either directly work on that part of being and strengthen it or you could use another part of being that is strong in conjunction with this part of being and then help this part of being to you know uh, become more stronger with children we have seen this latter approach work very well like using another part of being that is strong to actually work at all so uh, this is what we also call as dynamic practice of sadhana so we basically what we uh, share with people who do uh, the detailed course with us is specifically we work with them on you know their specific issues challenges etc and we help them understand what specific practices they can do or their children can do um so for example if let's say fear is coming in like many of you asked and if your child's emotional care part is very very strong then it can be used to work on fear uh we would like to end this webinar uh, just doing a couple of minutes of reflection and meditation so if i could request you all to kindly close your eyes please put down any pencils paper whatever you have been having if you could just close your eyes please watch your natural breath visualize your children right now and try to connect to them feel their radiance feel their joy and feel the joy they bring to you and with these feelings please bring your attention to the evolution that is happening that has been happening for so many years to continue to happen what part or what role would you like to play here what are we co-creating with our children be aware of the deep connection that you have with your child 
and be aware that there are so many such deep connections everywhere between the parents on this group and their children between parents who are out there in the world and their children between so many human beings bring your awareness to this deep connection and in this journey of yours you joined by so many parents around the world in a journey of blooming blooming of a human being with the right sense of environment the being needs to help you discover your core and help discovering the core of others to help yourself and the other people around you manifest their cores in different forms at different points in time and have trust that you and others will be available for all these journeys to manifest or to happen to support all that come your way to support all who seek and to get support for whatever we seek for us as well you can open your eyes when you are comfortable Shraddha and I would like to thank you all for participating in today's webinar. We would like to thank the Office of Alumni Engagement, Hima, Parul, Himanshu, and Shubham for organizing this webinar. And we wish you and your children great times ahead, nurturing and manifesting your core essence. Uh, before I, uh, you know, end this, I would like to thank Shraddha for those all those beautiful drawings that you saw on all the slides. they're all made by her you know this is her way of expressing her core so thank you so much shraddha and uh, thank you everybody thank you ram uh, and also apart from all that we thank here i'd like to thank your child and mine uh, yeah. mine waited till the end and now she is right here with me <laughs> so, but yeah that, you know but you know guys this is therefore to all the parents right to say that sure. yeah thank you so much everyone uh, i wish you great you know uh, uh, wish you and your children great times ahead nurturing and manifesting your core and i thank you so much for joining us on this webinar goodbye have a lovely weekend